Hey, you guys, this is Kristen, and I am so excited to be here with you again um, on our next episode of The Kristen Morris Show. If you are listening and enjoy this podcast, if you don't mind, screenshot this and share it to your Instagram or Facebook stories, and don't forget to tag me at Morris Kristen. Um, I would love to um, add your uh, story posted and shared to my story. Um, and I also welcome any feedback. I've said before, this is a new project that I'm working on and I welcome any and all feedback, positive or negative. I appreciate what you have to say um, and how this may or may not have helped you. Um, today, what I'm going to talk to you guys about is how you can avoid becoming the naysayer. And I don't know if you guys know this or not, but There are a lot of negative people in this world, Um, and I know that you probably have encountered them maybe even in your own household, um, at your job, at even church. Um, There's just a lot of negativity that goes around. In fact, if you go to your social media feed, what you'll notice is if you just kind of scroll through, um, it doesn't take very long before you find something um, negative that somebody has um, to say. And I'll tell you, whenever you have to deal with things like that on the daily, especially if it's someone or something in your household um, or in your family that is just constantly um, in just just bombarding you with negative talk, it often will put you in a funk. Um, and I'm here to talk to you guys about this today because I feel like this is something that we um, as Christians need to work on personally um, because sometimes when we're around these types of people uh, that are just constantly being negative, it wears on our minds, it wears on our bodies, um, and it also influences the way that we think and the way that we speak to other people. Um, you know, you may or may not have people in your family or in your um you know, in your, your realm of influence of people that just, um, they might even, you know, use uh, discouragement. They just, they're constantly talking down about people or um, just negative thinking, negative talk about, um, you know, what it is that they're going through. Maybe they hate their job. Maybe they, um, it's like they just, they're miserable with life in itself. Um, or maybe you have someone in your life that is just very overly critical. Um, I know for me personally, I have dealt with people that just, and this is just speaking from experience with my own family, where we would leave church on Sunday morning and then we would go and then sitting around um, the dinner table as a family, just hearing this negative talk, people talking about other people. um, And it really strikes a nerve with me that we can walk in the Holy Spirit one minute and then the next minute we're tearing other people down. Like, and I don't know if that grabs a hold of your attention. Maybe you deal with something like that. But um, I, I just, I, I have a huge problem with that. And I think that that's something that we as um, just being humans, we often fall trapped to to, to doing the same thing. Um, you know, we'll come home from work and we're super tired and we do nothing but complain about our job instead of just turning around and saying how thankful we are. Um, or we'll tell a trusted friend or someone whenever they give us um, some information about themselves, maybe something that they're going through um, or something that they're dealing with. And we say, oh, it's, you know, you can trust me. Um, you know, I won't. And then you, you turn right around and you go tell someone. Breaking that trust and um, Or, you know, like I said earlier, you know, you sit around that dinner table and you're one of those people that ends up falling trapped to talking about other people. Um, And so what I want to talk to you guys today about is how we should do our best 
to avoid that kind of talk um, so that we can speak life into other people. Um, You know, the scripture says that we have hope um, and you um, as a Christian can be that light to other people. You know, the scripture also says that, you know, we should be like a city on a hill. We should um, be different. We've been called to be salt and light in the world. Um, and how can we be that if we're if we're just going to act and talk just like everyone else? Um, so how does God provide hope? I want you to think about that for a second. What are some things in your life that you feel like have been a circumstance that has shown that you have hope? Well, I know um, whenever I was growing, well, I was a senior in high school. My, um, it was the third day of school. I remember I was driving to school. Um, I had, um, we would get there super early so that we could hang out in the parking lot. And I remember I got there early and as soon as I pulled into my parking spot where I normally park, and obviously it was the third day of school, but regardless, it was where I parked. Um, I got a phone call on my cell phone and I remember my mom being just completely overwhelmed. Um, and she was extremely upset. And she told me, um, your aunt has been in a car accident and I need you to come home. And the bell hadn't even rang, but I, I put my car, I turned my car back on and I, um, put it in drive and I, I left school. And as I was driving home, I didn't really know what I was getting ready to get into or what I was getting ready to see. But I remember driving fast, um, so that I could get home, um, to find out what it was that was going on. And I'll tell you, Um, It was about, I don't know, a couple of miles, two or three miles away from my house. I came upon what was going on. And what had happened was my aunt, um, she had her daughter in the car with her with um, another little girl. And they were headed to school that morning. And apparently a dog had run out in the road. And to avoid hitting the dog, she swerved and crashed her car into a tree. And when we got there, um, my aunt... My, my little cousin and the other little girl all three were pronounced dead on the scene. And my little cousin at the time was seven years old. Um, and I remember being so distraught and so upset. And I remember we went back to the house and after everything, you know, while, while things were trying to just settle, the family was just trying to be together. And I remember just crying out because the news media had blown it out of proportion. They had come and they were publicizing um, this thing into a bigger story. And we know that the media often will sensationalize any kind of story, but in this case, they were trying to turn it around um, because at the time the the issue was about school buses. And so they were trying to use this as an example um, for their for their purposes. But I remember listening and watching the television and seeing the news show and seeing my little cousin's um, picture come across that TV screen multiple times because they just kept they kept showing it over and over and over again and I remember falling down and I just remember crying and going why would God take someone who was so innocent and so full of life um, and so good from this world and I remember just being completely upset and not just just not fully understanding and I remember um, my mom and and our pastor at the time he would He came in and he said, you know, you never know what circumstances that she was going to have to deal with in her life. Um, You don't know what temptations that she may fall down to. Um, 
you just, you don't know. And I remember that not being a good enough answer. But as I've gotten older, I've learned to recognize that God has a plan and a purpose for every little thing. Now, I'll tell you, my aunt, during the time she was married, she was getting ready to go through her second divorce. She had three children. Um, Her first divorce, um, there were just some issues going on between them. Anyway, her son, later on down the road, ended up moving in with um, our grandparents. And my aunt had lived a life that wasn't necessarily... um, you know, the Christian walk, I guess you want to say, um, she wasn't necessarily living the way that maybe you or I would expect or want for a good mother to live. Um, and I'm not judging her at all, but I know before she got into that accident and was killed, um, she had started to make efforts to get her life right with the Lord. And we still, our family holds on to the hope that she had gotten it right before she passed. Um, we had a family friend that prayed with her before uh, the EMS got there. And they said she was a, she was alive, she was awake, she was barely breathing. But she prayed with her and she knew she knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that she had accepted Christ um, before she passed. And that gave us hope. Um, knowing that even in those final moments, she had the opportunity to make it right. Um I had a family friend also that I grew up with um, that lived in an abusive home. Um, Her parents, well, her mom and her stepdad uh, were very used to drugs, um, using a lot of awful language. Um, The stepdad would beat on the mom. And I just remember it just was not a good home to grow up in. And I remember telling my friend, you know, you can be better than this. You can do better than this. And I remember thinking that she was going to break that cycle. And it was later on in our high school years that she started to fall into those same patterns. And I remember feeling like I was at a loss, like the hope that I once had for her was starting to dim. And it was close to the end of our high school career. Her mom got killed in a car accident again, um, another car accident and she was hit by a train. It was a freak accident. And I remember, um, my, my friend who was like a sister to me that I'd grown up with, she for a very, um, for a very long time, just immediately started to spiral out of control. She fell prey to drugs. She fell prey to addiction. Um, she got into some toxic relationships and, um, Needless to say, she found herself in some of the same positions that her mom was in years before that. And I remember thinking as she was going through all of that, how the hope that I had for her at one point um, was it was starting to dwindle a little bit. And I was starting to get nervous. Well, um, fast forward a few years, my friend um, got a hold of some really bad drugs and she... um, she ended up being have, having to be hospitalized because the drugs had an adverse reaction. She was on meth, and it had done something to her heart, and um, it just became her. It made her extremely sick. She could barely walk, um, and she ended up having one more child. And I remember before everything um, got more worse, she um, she had that other child, and she even left the hospital and left her child there. Like, that's how strong her addiction had gotten. Anyway, I tell you all this because um, her addiction had taken over her life um, to the point where she had gotten so sick 
that eventually when she had taken drugs for the final time, it really, really messed her up. She ended up in the hospital and eventually on life support. Before she got put on life support, um, one of our local ministers went to the hospital and talked with her um, right before things slipped, you know, to the last few days. And, um, and he prayed with her and she accepted the Lord in her, in her heart. And I tell you this because, again, that was another circumstance where I felt like all hope had been lost. But then there was just this little glimmer of hope um, that remained. And God is absolutely faithful. Now, I know that those situations seem pretty extreme. You know, both of you know my cousin, my aunt, and my friend all passed away. Um, and in a situation that... Um, was less than ideal, number one, but then number two, where they were able to make it right in those final moments. Um, you know, you may be dealing with some things that require some hope. You know, maybe you're dealing with, um, you know, someone who just keeps making mistakes over and over and over again. Maybe they keep breaking your trust. Um, maybe it's just someone who, um, can just never, ever get rid of that negative talk. They're just always talking bad about people. They're always speaking negative about themselves. Um, you know, God has called us, like I said earlier, to be salt and light in the world, but he has equipped us with the strength that we need in order that we are able to hold up and support those that are weak. Um, you know, I, I can't help but think about the times that God has allowed for me to go through things and I have experienced pain and I've experienced weakness and feeling like I can't put one foot in front of the other, but he always either sends someone in my, in my direction to minister to me and to show me love and support, or he allows for there to be just a little light at the end of the tunnel where I can stare and go, you know what? I can do this. I can push through. Um, and time after time after time, even though I've messed up or I've made mistakes, God has always equipped me with hope that I need in order to accomplish um, whatever that goal might be. And so whenever I am dealing with things or whenever I see that someone else is dealing with something, um, I have to remind myself that the grace that God extended to me whenever I was messing up or I was making mistakes, we should also be quick and willing to give that grace to other people. Um, you know, if you are the positive one in a relationship or you are the one that can um, build the other up or give encouragement, then that's what he's called you to do. Um, 70 times seven, God says that he would forgive us just a numerous number of times. He's going to forgive us and give us grace for the mistakes that we make. And so we have to be willing to step up and accept people for the critical ways that they are and show them that they can be better so that we can in turn change their life so that they can go out and do the same thing for other people. Um, I, I say it all the time and I know, um, it's a lot easier said than done, Whenever you are overwhelmed and tired about being critical or saying negative talk, but if you accept the promises that God has given you, you don't have any choice but to have hope in your life. So I'm encouraging you today, that moment that you feel like you need to, you know, say something negative or talk bad about someone, I pray that this, the Lord will prick your spirit and remind you that it's not about how you're feeling in the moment, but it's about that person. 
Imagine how they would feel and what could you do instead to build them up so that they see salt and light, that they see Christ through you. And that can somehow impact or influence them so that they can help to change other others. God's promises are always true. He said his graces um, and his mercy is new every morning um, and his faithfulness is greater than beyond anything that we can ever imagine. Um, and I hope that this was some encouragement to you today. Um, and I pray, Lord, that you would allow us to be hope whenever people don't have the hope that they need. God bless you.